I'm literally looking at myself in the mic. China is unfaithful for those who abuse I'm literally looking at myself in the mic. China is unfaithful for those who abuse I'm literally looking at myself in the mic. The is not a gambling. The lot is a tradition. It's an Italian tradition. Teacher. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of It's Time to Rewind, a podcast stuck in its own time loop right along with the movies we discuss. In this season, we're taking a look at Triangle Time time Loop. I am your host, Bubba Wheat, from Flight Sites and Movie Nights, and in this episode, we are discussing the end after the last time loop in the movie Time Loop. It starts at 76 minutes and 56 seconds, with Ricky, Ricardo, and Dr. Dijoux staring at the time machine, and ends at the end of the movie. Joining me once again is my guest, Robert Black, from the Groundhog Day Project, Minute by Minute, and the Existential Trilogy podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. And I only just noticed as you said it, somehow I never caught on that Ricky is named after his father. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think they don't say the father's name enough, and I just didn't... Yeah, they only say it it a couple times, and... uh, I think in a previous episode, I assumed that his mother was British, and they uh, they moved to England whenever Ricky was fairly young, and so that's why mm-hmm. he has the the English accent. Well, while... they do they do specify they lived in London. Yeah, and that's where they were when the father left. I think it's safe to assume that he probably moved whenever he was a kid. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and jump straight in, straight into this clip because it's it's really just you know 3 minutes of of the end after yeah. what i considered was basically the end of the the last time loop because we do have a, you know a nice little fade to black as they go inside the lab and so that it definitely feels like a nice cutting off point and we have this uh, discussion about actions, reactions, paradoxes, the existence of fate. <laughs> and and again, like I was talking about last time, the, the another failure of the sound design, which yeah. uh, makes it hard to follow all this uh, this dense discussion. Mm-hmm. And then the weird black frames yeah. every once in a while for no real reason. Yeah, I, I don't understand if if that's an artifact of, of filming to where something happened that they had to cut it out or like it, it was a failure of the camera or if it's something that's supposed to be intentional that's it's something to do with the time machine. But it's I, yeah, I feel like it's a it's intentional, but I can't figure out what they were trying to do with it. Yeah. Because it's not like it's been happening the whole movie. I mean, we did get a couple fades to black, but this is different. Yeah, generally, like, the fades to black have have just been whenever Ricky gets knocked unconscious. Right. And, like, whenever the the time machine um, flickers, like, the lights go out, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't... Like, we can see the lights go out and the sound cuts out, but it doesn't completely cut to black. Exactly. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that, and yeah, you know, we get this big happy ending with Ricky apologizing to his father, and his father, yeah, glad that it was Ricky that used the machine, time machine, instead of somebody else, and it's, uh, you know, the sitcom esque moments of them all saying that they need to unplug the machine all at the same time. 
Yeah. I this this scene is strange for me because I as I said last time, I like the plot, I like the cleverness, the script. I don't particularly care about the characters, and so the emotion of this scene, I'm like I I don't know why you're being all emotional. Yeah, it, it doesn't Your feel machine like it's worked. Be happy. Yeah. And then they're going to shut it down. Like you don't have to shut it down. It it works. Yeah, and and again we we cut to you know solid black. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I do. I think I figured it out. Okay. Because um, earlier, whenever the lights were cutting out, it was still daytime, and so right. you'd have the natural lights coming in, so you could see that the lights were cutting out. Do so you think moment. this is supposed to be the flickering of the machine still? Yeah, except it's okay. it's nighttime outside, so whenever so the lights shut right? out, it's completely pitch black instead of just being slightly darker. Yeah. But that makes sense is what they were going for. I don't think it works, but... No. Uh, especially since, you know, the two of us have watched this movie more than once, and we only mm-hmm. just now figured out <laughs> right. that that's likely what they were trying to, to come across. Yeah, it, it felt to me like someone screwed up in the editing the first time it happened. Like yeah. they just left in a frame of black or something and then it happened again. I'm like, no, that's on purpose. Yeah. And a- another like unintentional comedy line that happens during this, you know, like 30 seconds of black after they unplug the machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ricky says, we forgot Mario. Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of been saying that throughout this part of this season because I've, <laughs> I've mentioned before that it feels like the screenwriter also forgot about Mario and the lottery and didn't know how to end that plot thread. And so it just it just threw this line in there. Well, I, I have a question for you, actually, about that moment of darkness, because someone, one of the Rickies, Ricky four or now Ricky five arriving, says dad. And one of them says they forgot about Mario. What does the new one say? Because Ricky four is like, wait, who said that? And I'm like, who said what? We're in darkness. You can't have <laughs> us not know who said something. Yeah. And I'm like, is it the new one arriving? Say we forgot about Mario because did Mario die and we missed it? No, I, I think they're just talking about how Mario fainted whenever he realized. Well, I know, that they won but the, I'm like, the if the new, if the new arrival Ricky is the one saying we forgot about Mario. Is he coming back to warn them? Because like it turns out the injury was worse than that, and he didn't <laughs> like he hit his head on the way down. I'm like, this is a weird way to end your movie. Yeah, it, and again, it, it it feels like just this random sitcom moment, or like the you know the Back to the Fu- the original Back to the Future ending, mm-hmm. whenever they didn't weren't actually planning on a sequel. Whenever yeah. uh, Doc comes back and he says, you know, Marty, it's about your kids. And this feels just like that, where it's like this nonsensical, where it's setting up a sequel, but I, at the same time, <laughs> I don't think that there's any sort of sequel written. I no. I feel like this is just put in as a gag. And and again, that like you like you've mentioned more than once, that this would work much better if this film had an overall more comedic tone to it. Yeah. And a tighter edit, because then you could play this so that as they unplug the thing, like another Ricky pops out and they're like, oh, no. And it, and it's like they look at the camera even and they're like a freeze frame like chips from years ago. <laughs> and they as they laugh, 
because, you know, the silliness is still going. But instead, we get this whole dramatic thing of darkness and him like, who's like, who said that? And then there's an extra Ricky in the final cutaway as they the two Rickies both are about to swear, <laughs> which would be funny if it were funny. Yeah. As it is, it feels wrong. Yeah, it feels like it's the ending of a different movie. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I guess it, it you could make sense, like, if you wanted to explain it with the the way that this movie has has been explaining its time travel, you could say that Ricky Five uh, appeared just before they unplugged the machine. Yeah, which would which would be funny. Like we're close in on them as they're pulling the plug. They look up. You know, the camera cuts to he's standing there already. Him showing up after is weird. So if they did make a sequel. Like what? What would you think would be in this sequel to Time Loop? Because I, I know the, the one thing that would have to be is some sort of resolution with the Lotto. Yeah, they'd have to go back to the Lotto and Mario. They they would have to set up some other thing with Olivia's brother. I think. I mean, we don't have enough characters for there to be a sequel. Yeah. Uh, I think they probably have to bring in, like, characters from the university. Yeah. Uh, people that have been keeping tabs on him. Maybe uh, you have an actual villain. Because this movie doesn't really have a villain. Because Ricky 1 through 3 think that Ricky 4 was the villain the whole time. Right. And then it's revealed that, no, he, he wasn't the villain. He gets everything he wants. In a way, I guess, Ricky 4 was the villain, too. Ricky's one through three, or I guess mainly just one and two, because three is kind of a throwaway loop. <laughs> yeah. that That's basically just tying up loose ends with Chicha and the, the lotto numbers. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, did you do time crimes and then triangle or triangle and then time crimes? Uh, I did triangle first and then okay. um, I... I actually, as of this recording, I have not watched Time Crimes for the first time yet. So I'm, oh, I'm okay. just um, so you haven't done Time Crimes yet. Yeah, but I, I like I know that it follows a, a very similar structure. Like I that, know enough yeah, about the structure. It. There works because that movie is bizarrely sort of dark, and I don't mean visually, although occasionally it's visually. Mm. But it's it's not like this. This, even though it's trying to be a drama, seems like, it's a nice, happy place. They're off in the countryside, in this little village. Their lab is in, like, a barn. And it's pleasant. That movie benefits from, I mean, you'll see, is it immediately has this sort of cynical tone to it that works for the idea that, you know, you might be the villain in your own life, metaphorically. Or for Ricky, he yeah. was the villain to his previous <laughs> selves because... They didn't know what he knows. They didn't know that he just had to change his attitude about his life and it would be better, regardless of time travel. I think that that explanation, because in a way, time loop is kind of the odd man out with compared to triangle and time crimes. Mm, yeah. Because the other two are much more closely towards the horror genre. And right. this one is like a light drama. It's almost a comedy, but the comedy just isn't there right which is part of its problem and and i think that it maybe it was even supposed to be a comedy 
and the director just wasn't very good with that. And <laughs> there's a there's a language barrier mm. where like in that last segment when he's having a conversation with the doctor, I swear she was completely dubbed over. That wouldn't surprise me. Like her mouth didn't seem to quite go with her lines. Well, and and I also I think that maybe they only had so much uh, time in to do ADR. Because there's definitely places where they should have done ADR. Oh, yeah. And they didn't because it's, it's extremely echoey and you can tell that it was sound that was recorded on the day in this, this, you know, mostly empty warehouse. Yeah. And then other than, you know, Ricky, it seems like everyone in the movie, English is not their first language and is also, Mm. I'm pretty sure, not the director's first language. Yeah, the, the the director is Italian, and yeah, but then they're making the movie in English, and so emotions don't hit right. If it's supposed to be comedic, that doesn't hit right. If it's supposed to be startling, it, that doesn't hit right because everything's a little off. Yeah, I do feel like the first time I watched this, and maybe a little bit the second time, I did have some laugh out loud moments where I, where the comedy, the comedy beats hit hit me in just the right way but i think it it wasn't it wasn't because it was done well it was just because i managed to catch it in just the yeah. right way right there aren't many that work as they are you have to notice them in your case because you watched it more than once like the the moment when he says don't play the lotto and the father's like huh that's <laughs> funny mm. but there are other parts like that that should be funny and they aren't and I, it, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because I like this movie. I, for yeah. <laughs> a time movie, it has a wonderful structure. It's clever. It is trying something interesting, but it doesn't know what it is. Whereas Triangle and Time Crimes are really well made for what they are. Yeah, I, and, I you know, every everybody that I've I've brought on hasn't disliked the movie, mm-hmm. but they haven't like really liked it it's just it's a very okay movie is generally how how i come to describe it yeah which if it were a tighter edit or slightly better direction choices or even if they just had you know an an all english speaking cast or yeah even if or all italian yeah that's that's what i was about to say go the other direction i'm fine with the movie in another language but be consistent Mm-hmm. have actors who speak that language and so like action movies from the 80s made by <laughs> weird foreign directors where it's awful because they didn't know what they were doing when directing dialogue yeah and it doesn't have like the the somewhat unintentional comedy of like a like a bad dub like a mm-hmm. you know like a, yeah. the cheap hong kong uh, martial arts movies i mean you we you me one of us Instead of remaking it, you could probably just re-edit this thing. Like, re-edit it and do ADR with new voices. I mean, there's only a few characters. That's possible. Yeah, and then like, like I said, there's really tighter. only, like, five characters. You just yeah. have Ricky, Ricardo, uh, Dr. Dijoux. Olivia um, Mario. Yeah. Does, does Olivia's brother say anything? I, th- I think he has, like, one Like, the first line. scene they have, I think, yeah. Yeah. He tells her to come inside and at the diner or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Deli, not diner. 
you know, there's not much to the the end of this film, and that's that's really all I, all the notes that I have for this section. But I yeah. did do my best because this entire this entire portion of this season, I've been complimenting how well this this time loop has been structured. And actually, so, actually before you get to that, Cheetah, I just had one thing because sure. I think the moment right before the end. Where Doctor Dijou like looks at the camera and is like trying like she doesn't even say anything. It's to tell them to unplug the machine, you know, mm-hmm. is so goofy. That's <laughs> the tone the whole movie should have had. Yeah, and it would have probably been perfect, even with the bad voicing, like the language barrier. Yeah, if it just ad- admitted to itself that it was silly. Yeah, like the whenever I was describing that moment uh, earlier in this, this episode, movie is Ricky one, not Ricky. <laughs> Yeah, I, like I, I pointed that out. That was like the sitcom moment, uh-huh. where it's like, you know, the '80s or '90s sitcom moments where they yeah. all like point each other and it's like, oh, they all have the idea at the same same time. They all exactly. have a goofy expression on the face, and then they immediately rush over to unplug the machine. Yeah, and um, then it would be a funny punchline when Ricky Five is standing there. Mm. It's too late. You can't turn it off. So I I decided that I would try and plot out the timeline of this film because they mm-hmm. they so nicely had that diagram on the whiteboard that has all these times and you know the time machine sends it back exactly 65 minutes and I I started you know plotting it all out and I was like this doesn't exactly line up everywhere like I thought it was going to. I, I, I apparently gave this too much, too a bit too much credits. But you know, I'll, I'm gonna go through the the big beats, which I I think I may have left a few things out because I you know I started getting to the uh, to the big discrepancies and it's like well if if this all all doesn't line up then I'm not gonna. You know, finish this out all the way to the end because <laughs> yeah. I'm probably just going to find more. Uh, but, you know, on the whiteboard, it starts at 535 with Chicha arriving. Right. And uh, and so, like, I, I kind of split this down into, like, five-minute chunks, which, you know, some things will take less than five minutes, but I, I figure most of these things would take an average of five minutes, give or take. Yeah. And so at 5.40, uh, Ricky 1 takes Chicha to the paddock. And then right after that, Ricky 4 arrives, and we get mm-hmm. the, the double take. And, uh, you know, the dad kind of goes out, and then Ricky 4 gives dad, uh, Ricardo, the the French note that he ripped out of the, the journal. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, 5.50, thereabouts, uh, Ricky 1 leaves on the Vespa, and then right after he leaves, Ricky 2 arrives. And then this is where I think the biggest discrepancy comes in, because in the second loop, the camera is, it's like one, there might be a, a, a cut, but it's supposed to be like one continuous shot, and it's only like two or three minutes after Ricky 2 arrives that he calls Ricky 1. <laughs> and so if he arrives at 5.50, that means that he would call Ricky 1 at, like, 5.55. Yeah. But whenever he looks at his phone 
and sees like the time that he got that phone call. It says that he got that phone call at six o six. Huh. And so, and and also that calls into the question: how long, how far away are they from the town? Right. Because if it was like just a few minutes, that it's you know maybe a five minute drive on the Vespa. I think that makes sense. Where mm. it's yeah, you know, they live just like up the road a little bit, and it's like less than five minutes to get there on the Vespa. But according to this, it would have it would be like you know fifteen minutes after he leaves before he gets the phone call, and we see that he goes straight to Olivia, and then the phone rings as soon as he gets there too. Yeah, and I think that's like the the, the biggest discrepancy and and then like you know a little bit after there's a scene with ricky two and then like my estimation was about six ten. ricky two runs to town right it should so, take longer exactly so it, it would make sense to me that if it's if they live like a five minute drive away if he's running he could get there in you know 10 to 15 minutes mm-hmm because I'm, I'm sure he's not driving very fast on the Vespa. Uh, probably just, you know, maybe 20, 15, 20 miles an hour. Maybe a little bit faster. Well, yeah, at that time with the Vespa, he's not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yet. And so as, uh, you know, about 6.10, that would be whenever uh, Ricky Four is having drinks at the the cafe. And that's about when the note is written and that's also whenever ricky three arrives is is about that time uh and then i have which about... ricky is the one drinking from the water is that the first is that one because we uh, see him again ricky, in that last loop ricky two because that's he's two. drinking from the water because he's exhausted oh, he's from been running. running right yeah because he's also like splashing his face and so that happens uh, i would say it has to happen about six twenty six twenty five. Yeah, because that would have to be after Ricky Four has talked to Dr. Dijoux. Hmm. And then the other big discrepancy is the whole lotto subplot. <laughs> because I, I was curious, and, and I didn't talk, like, I looked up some information about the lotto, but the thing that I completely forgot about until writing this timeline is the time that they actually do the Italian lotto. Hmm. And they actually do the drawing at 8 p.m. in Rome. Okay. And and the various other uh, regional areas. Because uh, the Super Lotto, I believe, you know, you're guessing the first number from all the different, or from five of the different regional draws. Huh. Or you can play, like, you know, you can play the Rome Lotto, which is just going from the Rome draws. But the Super One is, like, all the regionals, the, the first number from each of their draws. But according to this movie, the, the only time that makes sense is if they draw at 6.30. Right, because 7 would be too late. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting, and, and I all, would almost chalk it up to, like, maybe it's an American that wrote this, because the lotto in California gets drawn at 6.30 p.m. Huh, okay. But the, the writer-director is an Italian. He's Italian, man. Yeah. So he, I feel like he would know this, or he should know this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, see, it, it almost could have worked better if they didn't know they won the lotto until the end of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. Like the draw did happen at seven. But then they would have to get the numbers from somewhere, and then, and that's oh right, that's kind of they... the big problem because it, it really <laughs> course, is like yeah, a, you have to have the numbers to win. Yeah, it's like really just the the short period of time, and you know the the writers trying to fit all these things in, and I, actually I, I think most likely the reason for this is because you know all this other stuff has to work, so he's just going to ignore when the lotto draw happens because it it has to happen here for the story to make sense for them Mm -hmm. to win the lottery but then everything else has to make sense with in terms of the sunset because right do they say the date they don't say the dates and and, uh there is a date on on the lottery i think you can because it says it's july 6th or something like that yeah because I, I was trying to see the time on the lottery ticket, and I couldn't see the time. I think you can see the date, but I um, I didn't write that down. But yeah, Which, I, I think July Yeah, I guess you'd right. have to put the lotto at 630, because it's going to be at some rounded-off time. It's some official thing. Hmm. And so, yeah, you have to fit that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, five minutes after that, so that's when... Uh, Ricky one's Vespa is stolen and he calls and gets the he tries to call his dad gets the busy signal at the same time like just before that Ricky two successfully calls his dad yeah and has the whole you know I'm I'm looking at myself right now and then Ricky three is in the lab with his dad and he's tells his dad answer the phone it's me and Ricky Four is the one stealing the Vespa, and that's, right. and that that is really the time. Like that it's weird. is. There's this gap where nothing's happening, and then everything's happening. Yeah, all at once. Like that moment is basically. I, I feel like that's what the movie was built around was yeah. that moment, and then which, if it's a comedy, is should be. It should be that moment where it's this farce of yeah. them almost seeing each other, but they can't because they didn't. Yeah. And then I would say, you know, just about five minutes later, that's uh, the kiss with Olivia that mm-hmm. you know, Ricky one sees and Ricky four does. And then Ricky three leaves at 645. So he just, you know, like I said, Ricky three is kind of a nothing loop because he's just there from 610 to 645. Yeah. And he's only in the lab. He never really leaves the lab. And then... 655 that's whenever ricky one gets pushed into the time machine and ricky two sees dr dijou peeking in through the window and seeing ricky one get pushed into the time machine yeah now considering what you just said about ricky three i'm wondering at what point he was part of the story like maybe the first version of the script didn't have him and then there was something he does that they had to have happen so like we need another one but he can't be there long. He has to fit in this gap. <laughs> yeah, because really the only thing that Ricky Three does is uh, it's the whole discussion with the the lotto. Yeah. And um, I, I think the most interesting thing about that is they have this discussion, and then it it shifts the responsibility where Ricardo leaves the decision to play the lottery up to ricky himself and it is ricky that makes the decision to put 
Chicha in the time machine and mm-hmm. send Chicha back with the lottery numbers on the collar. I think that's really the most interesting thing that happened. I, I think there there is some like exposition, but again, like I talked to, like I talked about, I just kind of tune out the exposition moments. Yeah, and it's Ricky two who sees his father die, right? Not Ricky yeah. three. So Ricky three is yeah, he's coming a little late in the story. To I don't know why he yeah. <laughs> Looking at your 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 spreadsheet, I'm like that doesn't work. that's weirder than the bad timing. I think it it almost feels like you could just completely cut out Ricky three altogether. Yeah, uh, just show I, the father putting. Well, I I think the I think the other reason for Ricky three is because they explained that the time machine goes back exactly 65 minutes mm. and so ricky four needs to have a longer period of time because ricky two goes much later and ricky yeah. four needs to come in at the beginning so ricky three basically oh, so there is... has to be another version to make the timing work yeah yeah huh. i think they could have just written out ricky three and then put in something like you know, with the power surges, and like if you go in on in a low power, then you go back a shorter amount of time. If you go in at a high power cycle, you go back for a longer period of time. Mm, yeah, because they do have this like, you know, this cycle, and they have to wait for the cycles to to merge, which is again, that's just kind of tech speak that doesn't it doesn't really accomplish anything. It's just there to be tech speak. Yeah. Well, yeah, and some of that's a problem. I I was looking at the computer screen, and I'm like, I don't know what is going on on here, but <laughs> applying is spelled wrong. <laughs> I, I did not – I didn't spend I'm too much sure time. I'm pretty sure playing is not a word. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I'm done. Whatever they put on the machine, it they, they didn't think too much about it. They just made it look complex, and that's okay. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't try to um, – to dissect what was on the screen. I I just kind of took it at face value with Ricky's line that, you know, he pulled it from a video game that he was working on. <laughs> Which like makes a, some sense. Yeah. If he, yeah, if he all he did is show up to help with the computer interface, he doesn't know what the machine does. He just knows how to you know, calibrate what it's doing. Hmm. And it would give him an excuse to be there yeah, without that, knowing what's happening. Yeah, there there's so many good ideas in this mm-hmm. film that that again, you know, th- this is why we enjoy this film because it presents so many good ideas and and mm-hmm. it, it presents this interesting concept and this and it's structured in such an interesting way. It, right. It's just it's frustrating, especially at this point now that I'm finished with it. I, I think early on discussing it i was a lot more positive on it because (laughs) in my head i'm like okay you know this this is the setup it it's good the payoff is going to come later and the payoff makes it worth it and then i get to the payoff and i'm like no the payoff didn't actually make it worth it no the payoff is one of the parts that isn't done very well yeah and so it's like it's it's good parts are really good Mm mm-hmm but its bad parts are very many. Yes. And I 
definitely agree with that. But it, at, at the same time, I'm not upset that I I spent six episodes and uh, right you know, like you know four four or five weeks uh, dissecting this movie bit by bit because I I do enjoy it. I think it has good concepts it has good ideas these conversations have been really fun and enjoyable and i have enjoyed this section of the season and i'm excited to dig into time crimes because everything that i've heard about time crimes is that it's it's a fantastic movie it's you know it's right up there with triangle and i really really enjoyed triangle and i think that that is a very well done movie Mm -hmm. i think triangle is a little more fun because it's more straight horror mm. time crimes is up my alley really it's like existential horror a little more and it, it's got a different attitude about what it's trying to say but i think it's better it's a better film yeah i am i'm excited to dig into it because really the only thing that i know about it is what I've seen on the poster that the main character has a bandaged face and is Mm -hmm. wielding a pair of scissors and that, you know, he goes black in time multiple times and that, you know, he's, I don't know if he's interacting with versions of himself, but I know that there's different versions of himself at the same time, just Uh like has happened in time in triangle. And it's a lot like this one where it's like, he has to do things because he already did things. And I think you'll like it. Yeah. And and then I know it's a Spanish language movie. Mm-hmm. Those are the really the only like three things that I know about it, but I, I'm excited <laughs> to, to dig into it and, uh, and start the discussion on, on that film, which, you know, the first episode will be out next Monday. Nice. Um, but is there anything else that, that you want to say about uh, Time Loop? No, I mean, I as I said, this movie is could do for a really good remake where someone played it as a comedy and the, use this structure and make it be – it needs to be like – not slapstick, but like a farce. I'm yeah. thinking of the movie Noises Off. Like it needs that timing. It's not just him standing behind a wall and watching himself. It's him – rather abruptly having to hide because oh no there's me and it has to be faster yeah and you know throw in some slapstick too where he's mm-hmm. like falling over himself and like, like this, this not so much making a half like even be. making a scene and the scene is what causes him to be obscured yeah and yeah that i think that that would make this film so much better if you want to give ricky three something to do he tries to actually change things but Ricky Ford's there to make sure things are still happening, and he's in, interrupting himself in order to make sure the other Rickies get it, like get where they're going. And it's got to be played up for comedy and excitement. I don't. Mm. I think that this movie lacks excitement. Yeah, it's it's trying to be a drama, mm-hmm. but the dramatic story beats are the dullest and yeah. worst parts of the movie. Right, but. Uh, but again, you know, I, I, even after all this negative things to say, it's not a horrible movie. If exactly. it's it's a short movie, it's just about an hour and a half long. It's uh, it flows okay. Uh, as of this recording, it's currently free to stream on. Um, oh, I already forget uh, on Tubi, uh, mm. on Tubi with ads. 
Uh, so, you know, if what we've talked about sounds interesting, I do think it's worth watching. Just kind of go in with slightly lowered expectations. Um, I would recommend watching it with subtitles. Uh, yes. Because of the audio issues and the language barrier. Uh-huh. But uh, aside from that... You know that this has been fun, and and thank you again for joining me to talk about Time Loop. Yeah, as I said, this movie has so many problems, but I still like it because it is clever. Mm-hmm. And why don't you go ahead and uh, take a little bit of time and uh, promote anything you want to promote, and let everybody know once again where they can find you online. Uh, yeah, well, currently I have a few shows running. The, an existential trilogy, which is actually three shows combined, one of which is the Groundhog Day Project Minute by Minute, looking at Groundhog Day one minute at a time, uh, so one minute a week. I'm also doing the other parts of that trilogy, Art Ex Machina and Eternal Sunshine. But the thing I'd like to promote here would, specifically would be the tangent show that has come off of those and dealing with lots of time loops is a show called The First Syllable, where I am a, trying to piece together my own time loop screenplay. And mine is going to be way too complicated because I want it to <laughs> reference either directly or indirectly as many time loop movies, TV shows, books, whatever, as I can. Yeah, I, I think that's fascinating that you're doing that. And I think it's crazy because you are the third person that I know of in, you know, in my greater podcasting blogging circle that is writing or has written a time loop story or screenplay. <laughs> they're, because, they're fun to try to piece together. Yeah, because there's you, and then um, you you might be aware of Bentley Michaels, who did uh, Christmas Story Minute, and he's yeah. doing the Wayne's World Minute. He wrote a Christmas uh, screenplay. That's, that's a common time loop setting, so that yeah. works. <laughs> and then I also have a, a podcasting friend um, through the Rabbit Hole podcasting network that I, I have a show on lyrical innuendo and he hosts a show called info blast which is like a, a short kind of fun history segment of, again okay. about some random piece of history it's about a 20 30 minute show and uh you know in a fun way and he's in the process of writing a time loop uh i think he's aiming for more of a novel mm. And his name is Nick Job. I, I should mention okay. that. Yeah. And you can find links to all those, all my stuff at lemmingdrops.com. So you don't have to remember all the titles. Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll put them in the show notes as well. Cool. And uh, as always, I am Bubba Wheat, and you can find me on Twitter at Bubba Wheat. You can find this show, It's Time to Rewind, on Anchor.fm, as well as anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. I also have a Facebook group. It's Time to Rewind, a time loop group. You can join that to discuss episodes as they come out, as well as anything else related to time loops there. And, uh, you know, next week we will be starting a brand new movie with time crimes. Mm. So I am looking forward to that to finish off this uh, not exactly existential trilogy, but... Uh, yeah. This recursive own, trilogy. Yeah, this recursive trilogy of time loop movies. So until next time. I'm literally looking at myself in my Time is unfaithful for Teacher, those who abuse I'm literally it. looking at myself in my Time 
Teachers are faithful for Teacher, those who abuse it. The lotto is not a gambling. The lotto is a tradition. It's an Italian tradition. Teacher.